and listen. This episode of Making a Difference and every episode moving forward will honor the life and legacy of my dear brother, James Macon. James had a way of telling the truth that endeared him to family and made him respected by his friends and peers. That standard is now my gift and my burden of responsibility. Long live St. James. Um, to be a Negro, to be a Negro in this country, and to be um, relatively conscious, is to be in a state of rage, almost, almost all of the time. You wonder why I spit the truth and not to make no dope. To make a difference. Welcome to Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. So glad you are checking in with us today, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Just very excited to have on the show. Uh, dynamic young brother. I've known him for many years. Always been impressed with the stuff he's been able to do, not just on the football field, but off of the football field. Uh, he is currently the head football coach at Silver Bluff High School. Uh, they are getting ready to play in the lower state final against Barnwell High School. He's also the president of Next Step Academy. He's also an alum at Silver Bluff, not only Silver Bluff, but also Wake Forest uh, University, where he won an ACC championship. Glad to have with us on the show, D'Angelo Bryant. D'Angelo, how you doing? Man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, uh, you know, getting a great opportunity to uh, do do some things in my life and, uh, you know, just uh, being able to see the family every day and, and be able to go to a job every day, you know, figure out real fast, man, with COVID and everything going on, you don't take things for granted. It's great that you're mentioning your family and the community because that's so much of what makes this story compelling. It's not just about the fact that Silver Bluff is 10 and 0, you know, and obviously getting ready to play in this big game, but it's also about this being a homecoming of sorts and just some of the feel good energy um, that's around this team, that's around you and your family. Just talk about that and why this is so important in this moment. Well, it's it's been a blessing to to come back. Um first and foremost, it's been been a blessing for my family. Uh, we we have a lot of family around here and uh, getting a chance. My kids and getting an opportunity to know their family. Um, <laughs> so it's just it's just really been a, a blessing to to have that in itself. Uh, my wife is is uh, closer and she has a really good job. And um, so you know things have just really worked itself out. And you know as far as me, you know getting an opportunity to come back home and um, you know to to be in the community um, and to be able to give back to a community that has given me so much as well. Uh, it's just truly been a blessing overall. D'Angelo, you took the job in March of 2018, and there was a lot of excitement when you made uh, the decision at that particular time. Of course, you know, there's an understanding that there's going to be some growing pains and there's going to be a process involved when it comes to building a program. And that's certainly what we've seen taking place here over the last few years, in addition to the very real uh, concerns that come along with the pandemic. Take us through some of that journey and what is making this so rewarding in the present? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes people don't realize in order for you to have progress, sometimes you have to have failure. And uh, I don't necessarily say that that year was a failure year. I mean, you look at in terms of in terms of the record, uh, obviously, we didn't get an opportunity to do things that we had set out to do. But you found out a lot about that, about some things that I needed to have set in place in order for, for us to be successful. And, um, you know, we start I started it immediately after that season. 
seeking seeking coaches in, in areas that I felt like I was weak in as a head coach. Um, and and uh, we were very fortunate to find some other guys and bring some other guys on staff. And a lot of guys just really just uh, wanted to be here, um, and they were a blessing to be able to get uh, on campus. And since then, you know, we've gone from having uh, two coaches on campus to a total of five coaches on campus. And those are just little things like that that make a difference. Um, you know, I was I was trying to do everything, uh, I'll be honest with you, by myself. Uh, and it no reflection on any of the other coaches. It was just, you know, I just felt like, you know, it was my program. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just wanted, to, wanted everything to be right. I knew there were a lot of things I had to do. I knew there were things that needed to change. And I think I was just trying too much, in my opinion, to do everything myself. And um, and and I had to rely on the strength of my coaches, and and that's one of the one of the biggest things that that I've uh, that I've changed about myself, uh, being a head coach and uh, letting others uh, be leaders in their own way. Uh, another thing that I thought that's that's been one of the biggest changes um, for our kids has been that weight room. Uh, I was blessed to find a strength and conditioning coach. In fact, I'll tell you two of them. Uh, you know, Carnell Hall, you know, who's a Silver Bluff graduate. Uh, he played in the state championship in 2015 and has, you know, simply been great. And then uh, Coach Griswold, also known as Coach G, uh, he, he uh, trained me and a lot of other guys, um, you know, throughout the years, throughout his tenure since he's been in Aiken overall, uh, just a man with a big heart. And so even with just, just the weight room, it's not just the strength that we develop, but we also develop the mindset and the other things that we do too. We try to build character. And, um, and I think that's that's a testament, uh, you know, to those guys and, and how far we've come um, in the mindset of our kids. And also the biggest thing is the character of our kids. That 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 locker room has changed a lot since, in over the last two years. That's a great commentary coming from you because I know that's something that is, is real with you. It's not something that's manufactured. I know because of your work, you know, not only just in the public education system, but just your work previously through Next Step Academy and just some of the interviews that we've had over the years. I know that character and, you know, high moral standard and attributes, that's something that's built in with you as an individual. And really, I think just by nature, it's going to be built into your programs. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I mean, it's, it's for me, it's a non-negotiable, um, you know, and, and for our program, it's a standard. Um, if you don't have expectations and standards in your program, then, you know, the, the question that you need to ask yourself is, is where is this going? Um you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that character builds champions um, and that's champions in, in whatever way that, you know, uh, anybody sees fit. Uh, but more than anything, we want these kids when we want them to lead this program, when we want them to go home uh, at the end of the day, we want them to be better young men, we want them to be better sons, uh, better nephews, better, uh, you know, better businessmen, you know, somebody, you know, who's going to contribute in the military. Uh, we hope that the things that we instill in them and we build in them, um, that they're able to take those things on. And as I tell my parents at the beginning of every parent meeting, you know, accountability means everything. And we just, all we're trying to do is be an extension of what you're trying to do in your household. And, um, and our parents, you know, uh, thank goodness, you know, we have some really, really good parents. Uh, we have some parents who are very rooted and grounded in their beliefs. Um, and that means a lot because it aligns with us. So, you know, uh, um, you know, we, we still, they're still teenagers <laughs> they're still going they're still they're still going to do things they're still going to try things and stuff like that but i think we're to the point now where uh you know our parents even even notice a difference as well um, we receive several compliments on that and as i tell our parents all the time um 
you know that's that's always a good thing and i, I want to share something really really quick sure. about about these about these young men so we had a three-hour trip um you know this past week whenever we went to Sharon. and you know one of our stops you had to stop halfway to to eat at chick-fil-a and, and uh shout out to the chick-fil-a in camden because they actually shut down the entire restaurant for us wow. but what i was so proud of of our of our kids was uh, the general manager came up to me as well as one of the ladies who was serving us and she made a comment and said that this is the best group uh, that we've ever had to come in here uh, with this type of behavior. And um, and that, it, it just does something to you. I mean, you know, you're hearing things like that before the game. Uh, you know, you've so locked in and focused on the game, but it just puts things in perspective for you. And then also, you know, we end up taking a charter bus up there. And I was so proud of our kids because, you know, we at the end of the night, we walk the, walk the bus. And that's one of the things that we do even on our own bus is to make sure that our bus is cleaned out and everything is set in place for whoever may have to use the next. Um, and our kids didn't leave trash. Uh, they didn't leave a mess. They didn't leave anything. So, you know, I, I, I definitely have to praise those those young men and I have to praise these parents for instilling a lot of that stuff in them. And then also for them to be consistent uh about uh the accountability uh that we the accountability piece that we hold over them too so i just wanted to share that as well let you know what kind of kids i have in that locker room we will return to making a difference in this great interview with d'angelo bryant after these messages my name is lauren macon and you are listening to making a difference with my handsome husband ken macon do you need insurance for your car home life or business then trust Jay Harvey, your Allstate insurance agent in Evans, Georgia. He opened his agency in 2017 because he loves helping and working with people. As a husband and father, he understands the importance of helping families prepare for the unexpected. You can get a personalized insurance quote today by calling 706-434-8106. Jay's office is located at 3118-8 William Few Parkway in Evans, Georgia. Remember, you're in good hands with Jay Harvey, your neighborhood Allstate insurance agent. It's the West Coast diva. Tell them, follow the leader. It's yo, yo. You're listening to Making the Difference with Ken Making. Welcome back to Making the Difference. I'm your host, Ken Making. Here talking with D'Angelo Bryant. He's the head football coach over at Silver Bluff High School. Silver Bluff's getting ready to take on rival Barnwell in the lower state championship this Friday at 7.30 p.m. I know the junction is going to be going crazy <laughs> just a, a great opportunity we are reviewing the season and you know just talking about some of what it takes to build really just build a football program and I can only imagine D'Angelo that you've I mean just the enormous um, challenges that you know that you faced um, with trying to build that program and trying to mold young men in the middle of a pandemic oh yeah well you know overall it was a challenge for everybody in the state overall but the other piece to that too was, you know, it, it, a, a lot of different, a lot of districts had different guidelines that they were going by, so nothing was really on an even playing field. So one of the things that we did, we took, we we made the best of our opportunity, and um, you know, talking with some other coaches, uh, we all kind of shared uh, different things, different philosophies that that we were doing. One of the things I tell you that it gave us an opportunity to do was it gave gave us an opportunity to get closer to our kids. We had to work out in smaller pods. So each coach was responsible for a pod. And sometimes those pods, and we had to kind of stay with those same names and those same pods. And so that, that particular coach got to know somebody outside of their position. 
they got to know uh, the kids that were coming in and they were freshmen. Um, and so we looked at it as a positive. I'll be honest with you. Um, we might not have thought about it right then and there, but the thing that we that we wanted to express across the program was that this has to be a positive moment because so many negative things were going on at the time. And um, and obviously we start the season. Uh, we dropped the first two games by by three points total uh, against uh, two two really good teams, and people don't realize at the time our bottom was number two in the state. And Wade Hampton, uh, in the, you know, the year before in 3A, they had just came, uh, had made a deep run in the playoff. And then and from that point on, we just went on to to make a run and uh, won those last four games and, and had some shutout victories and put up, you know, over 40 points in, uh, in some of those games. And um, so, you know, it, it was a lot of positive for us that came out. The only negative side or downside that I'll say was I felt like at the time we were one of the hottest teams in the state. And if we if it had been a normal year and we had gotten into the playoff and thinking the coin would have flipped the right way for us, um, uh, there's no doubt in my mind. I think we would have made a made a deep run. I'm not saying we would have went to the state championship, even though I feel like it. But you know, it's just we we would have we would have we would have been very very competitive. Uh, we're hard to handle uh, uh, down the road uh, with a, with with some of these teams. So um, again, we turned we turned that situation into a positive. Um, and you know, once our season was over in the early part of November, um, I'll be honest with you, we had, we had some kids, you know, that kids, we told them to take the week off. We made them. And then next week we just told them we were opening the weight room. And I tell you that weight room was flooded. It was flooded with, with kids. And, and so our journey, our journey for a lot of these kids, uh, began, um, uh, this time, and he needs to be honest with you, probably a week prior, but like a week prior, so these, so it's been a whole year process, and and that's what it takes to to build a championship program. D'Angelo, you've really talked about the intricacies and some of the specifics of program building. With that said, there is also, as you know, you know, being a former player, there's there are moments that occur, you know, within a player or within a team that serve as you know type of revelation or defining moment. Um, did your team have some of those moments, and can you? share some specifics in terms of just where the team was maybe able to flip a switch. Oh yeah. Yeah. When, when, um, you know, we, when we lost to Barnwell last year, um, the look on those kids faces when they saw Barnwell coming out the field and celebrating and, and fans celebrating that did something to them. Um, that, I think that was a very defining moment for, for a lot of our, for a lot of our juniors, a lot of our sophomores that we were playing a lot at the time. And we had a good group of seniors last year, but that that did something to them, and um, and 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 so you know those are things that that they those guys remember. Um, you know that that this group this group of seniors. You know they played as early as their sophomore year, so they remember taking the 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 fifty the fifty plus point zero to to Saluda. You know who ended up going on eventually win a state championship. You know they remember getting pushed around by Abbeville. Um, they remember, you know, the fact that, you know, they've been in, they were had been in school for three years, and they they had lost to Barnwell every single year. But you know, two of those times that they were close. So, um, we've had some defining moments in the program, and uh, you know, since I've been here, and I, I just think that that one particular uh, moment just really kind of woke those guys up. I know the football heads are starting to get excited because the conversation is starting to shift, you know, toward more of a, a sports related perspective, you know, just in a way of what's actually happening on the football field. 
And, you know, talking about Barnwell High School, the rivalry between Silver Bluff and Barnwell is a great place to have that discussion. A great reference point, obviously, is your last matchup with Barnwell. Really close game in the first half. Second half, you guys were, you know, able to pull away from them convincingly. And the street's been asking me, and I got to ask you, man, what in the world did you say to those young men at halftime of that particular game? <laughs> so, so you know, I, you know, I, I hear it too, and everybody is always asking, like, well, Coach, what did you say to them, or what adjustments were made? I think that's been the biggest thing was, you know, you couldn't stop the run in the first half. But what adjustments were made? To be honest with you, there there wasn't a lot of adjustments that needed to be made. We we were we just weren't doing a couple things on defense that we're accustomed to doing, and uh, and they were good enough to exploit a lot of different things that that um, that we weren't doing as well. And so it was um, you know it, was, it wasn't uh, one of those things where I went in and had to make a, uh, a huge speech or you know one of those grand speeches or anything. Uh, you know we all split up as coaches. We talked to our position groups. Uh, I went around, I talked to each group, each and every group, and just told them we're fine, we're in this thing, um, let's just come out in the second half and let's let's play Silver Bluff football. And I know that's not the most exciting thing and what people probably want to hear, but, you know, that's it's the truth. I mean, here's the, here's the deal. We have a very strong senior-led group. You know, we have, ni- we have 19 seniors, 19 seniors on that, on that team. And a lot of these guys – have been in very, very tough moments. And this group is very competitive. They're competitive in practice. So a lot of times, I, you know, we have to try to tone them down in practice because if not, we, we wouldn't have no football team going in Friday night. I mean, that they're a competitive group. So it, it, you don't have to say a lot to, to this group to, to get them going or, or anything like that. They just, they want to be coached. And, and that's the, that's the best, thing that you can have in the team of a group of guys that you have their attention and they just they just simply want to get better and be better so that's all the message was in the in the in going into the in the halftime um not only against Barrow but also Sherrall too because I know we were tied with Sherrall last week as well and everybody want to know so that's that's what it was <laughs> coach that's good to know and I want to follow up that question by asking, what is it about Silver Bluff and Barnwell that brings the best out of those two particular institutions, especially when it comes to playoff football? I saw a stat. I want to say it was on Twitter just talking about, you know, I want to say that this will be the seventh playoff matchup between Silver Bluff and Barnwell. I think it's tied three to three. And I want to say the majority of those games were really close. What is it that, you know, that really inspires such great football from those two schools? Well, first and foremost, you got you have to throw out the window. I mean, throw out the, throw the record out of the window. Um, you know, it's it's Barnwell and Silver Bluff, and and uh, you know, those kids understand what this means. They have parents that have parents, uncles, uh, just about a little bit of everybody who has probably played in this game in some form or fashion. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, I just told somebody earlier today. I said, you know, one of the things about that's unique, so unique about this rival is that we have people from down this way that work with people from down that way because of, because of the Savannah river, uh, Savannah river site. And, um, and, and that's just something that's just been dating back uh, for years. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't exactly know how or even why the rival started, you know, uh, the way that it did back in the eighties, but it's been a great uh, rival, uh, not just during the regular season, but like you said, when, when these two teams meet in the playoff, 
I mean, this has been, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a competitive atmosphere, you know, and, and it, you have to be a part of it to, to really break it down. In 2000, I had a great opportunity to be a part of that. And, um, and we faced them again, you know, during the, during the regular season. And, and, you know, it was packed down at, and down in Barnwell. I'd never, never forget that game. Uh, probably one of the most memorable games, probably one of the best games I had in my career down there. But, um, but, you know, back in 2000, you know, uh, for the lower state championship, I mean, it, it, it didn't get any better than that. I mean, it was, it was just, you know, it's just really undescribable feeling. Um, you, you have to experience, you know, whether that's being a player, whether that's being a coach or whether that's being a fan, it's just one of those things you have to experience. We will return to the final segment of our conversation with D'Angelo Bryant. After a short break, you're listening to Making a Difference. What's going on, everybody? It's Knife Wonder right here, man. And you're checking out Making a Difference with my man, Ken Macon. Keep it locked. Peace. This is Donald Doe and Michael Doe with Family Financial Consultants. Do you need help with Medicare, with affordable mortgage and life insurance, building an estate for your child? We provide these types of services for you and much more. As independent insurance brokers, we take pride in coming into people's homes and not only saving them money, but changing their lives. Imagine only paying a few dollars for your medicine instead of hundreds, or cutting the cost of your insurance premiums. Our goal is to provide affordable policies tailored to your individual needs. Give us a call at 803-293-8915 or 706-503-3933. Family Financial Consultants, LLC, located at 412 Edgefield Road in North Augusta, South Carolina. Agents work for companies, but a broker works for you. Welcome back to Making a Difference with Ken Macon. We're here with D'Angelo Bryant. D'Angelo, we've talked about so much football and with you being a former player uh, who's had success not only uh, on the high school level but the collegiate level as well. You ever feel like just going out there and, look, putting on a helmet and, you know, running up and down the field a few times for old time's sake? Yeah, well, I tell you, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard It's hard not to not to think about it. But then reality sets in and then I realize that, uh, yeah, my, my body can't take those hits and, and all that other stuff anymore, so I have no desire to be out there. <laughs> Uh, but I'm 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 truly excited for these kids and and for them to get a chance to experience the same thing I experienced almost, you know, twenty you know twenty one years ago. <clears throat> it's just simply gonna be a, a blessing for them. So I'm really really happy for the kids. Um, I'm very fortunate and blessed that I you know I have a son on the team, and he you know he's getting the opportunity to experience this and this will be something that he and I can share, and uh, as well as as well as I you know my other sons that's in that locker room. Uh, something that we'll all be able to share for a lifetime. So, again, uh, I'm always pumped up for them. But like I said, reality sets in. And I tell you what, man, these these kids now they they they're bigger, a little bigger than what what I was when I was in school. So, <laughs> I have no desire to go out there and take any more hits and all that other stuff. So it's it's just a blessing that that both both teams are getting a chance to experience this. Both groups. Coach, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Wake Forest in this moment. Wake Forest, one game away from winning uh, their particular division of the ACC and heading to the ACC championship. There we go. Go Deeks. A couple of tough losses here in back-to-back weeks. Do you think that your alma mater will get it done against Boston College? We are going to beat Boston College, okay. and I'm going to hit – and I'm and after that, I'm going to hit um, purchase my tickets. And uh, I'm probably going to get in trouble by my wife because I'm pretty sure the tickets have gone up. That's why I was hoping that they kind of won – uh, a week or two ago and went on ahead and set this thing in stone. 
But uh, you know, I I it's something that I got I have to experience, you know. Uh we we uh wait for wait for you know, we don't get this opportunity a lot of time, um, you know, to be able to be able to go to the ACC championship and play an ACC championship. Um, you know, is we 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 have a different clientele of, of student athletes that, that go there. And so um we're kinda on the smaller end on the ACC and um you know, so we we try to we try to take uh take these opportunities when we can get them, and I'm certainly uh, you know I'm I'm in high hopes and very high hopes that we're gonna go up and we're gonna we're gonna beat Boston College and up in Chestnut Hill this week. It's amazing to think that it's been 15 years since you were part of that team at Wake Forest that won the ACC. You know, for those of you all listening in who are familiar with you know just ACC football history, and I mean. What happened that particular year is simply amazing. Uh, we'll be remembered up there forever. Um, I can imagine that the school has since, you know, recognized you all for that particular accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they did something for us. Um, I believe it was 2000. I believe 2016. Yeah, 2016. Okay. <clears throat> they did a 10-year a year anniversary. Um and it, it was great, and I think that was probably uh, very memorable because, you know, my mom never missed a game. That was the year I actually lost my mom. And um, so, you know, it was it was kind of a uh, – it was kind of a bittersweet moment to be able to get back up there, but I was actually glad that I was able to share that with my wife. And um, that just meant a lot to me because, you know, um, she's getting an opportunity to, uh, you know, experience a lot of things uh, with me, and, and she's just been, you know, absolutely great on this journey uh, that we've, that we've gone through. Um, and, uh, you know, so it was just great having her by my side and, and to be able to do that. And, and they also took my grandparents with me as well, who never misses a game at all still to this day. Um, so, so it, it, it was, it was great, you know, and to be honored, you know, to be honored in that way, uh, truly meant a lot. Um, you know, you don't realize, you know, in 10 years, you're like, God, 10 years, man, since we did that. Cause, cause your mind telling you that you still can go out there and play. But like I told you earlier, your body quickly realized, no, I, I, I have no desire to be out there doing that anymore. <laughs> Coach, you speak so fondly of your mother, understandably so. You know, I can only imagine she's such a huge part of who you are, who you will be, and, you know, her legacy lives on. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking about how many just different people now are dealing with just, you know, inordinate amounts of grief because of the times that we're living in. And I know that's something that you've dealt with and that you continue to deal with. I am curious to know if you have any words of encouragement, words of endurance for people who, you know, maybe new to the grieving process. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. The biggest thing is just, uh, just understand you, you have to trust in God. And that's, that's something that, that uh, my mom preached to me uh, all the time. Um, you know, uh, the things that, that, that they instilled in you They think about the happy moments that you've had, um, I always try to make sure that anything that I do in my life, uh, anybody that I come in contact with, I always try to make sure I take time out with that person. I always try to make sure that I embrace uh, the opportunities that they may be giving. You, um, you know, so I, I kind of grew up halfway in in a neighborhood down on 278. And, you know, I mean, it's, be honest with me, it's, you know, I had, you know, some people that, you know, were hitting the bottle a little hard or their life didn't exactly go to court in the plan, but, you know, even when those, they took those moments to just, you know, tell me, you know, hey, you're doing wrong or you need to do this or you need to do that or, 
you know, or they talk about the Bible. I always try to take those moments and just try to just try to embrace everything uh, because you never know uh, what you're getting. Uh, the knowledge, the nuggets that you may be getting. That's why I always I'll tell kids all the time, man, you know, all you're doing is, is those seeds are being planted. It is, it's all is it. Your seeds are being planted. And um, and then also, too, you never know what kind of blessing that you may be giving somebody else. You know, that's one of the things that I pray in my daily prayers that, you know, I, pr- I pray for strength. I pray, you know, so, so that I can be strong for other people and that uh, other people can be strong for me as well. So, you know, uh, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have your dark days. Um, you know, I, I still have them. You know, obviously after after you know five years of of uh, you know have, not having someone there um, who I, I know would be my biggest fan and uh, would probably be probably would find her way on the message boards to tell some people some things <laughs> that I can't exactly tell. So <laughs> it's hard, you know, it's hard enough sometimes trying to try to tame tame certain people uh, in my household. I ain't gonna mention no names, no but. Name. Uh, you know, uh, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure old, old Mama Bear would probably be taking care of some business if uh if if, if she was around. But uh, like I say, just take things day by day, um, and just uh, like I say, just 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 be be strong and just you know and and believe in the man, uh, believe in the man who gives us all all the wisdom and knowledge and and the strength. I want to continue to talk about family here for a brief moment. How's fatherhood treating you? <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, I. Listen, uh, I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed man. I've, I let tell you, I, I've always wanted daughters, so I have two of them. And um, you know, uh, the the youngest one is very rambunctious. Let me tell you that. Um, and my my oldest one, um, she she is uh, extremely academic, strong. Um, she both of them are very inquisitive. Let me just say that they're both at that very inquisitive stage right now. So, you know, dad is having to come home and answer, well, what if we win? And what if this goes on? And what if this? So I'm like having to break down every scenario when I get home all the time these days. But they're doing they're doing great in school. Um, they're great kids, um, you know, and then my son, you know, just getting an opportunity. To, can't believe he's a senior right now. I'm like, good gracious. But just getting the opportunity to share so many things with him uh, is just is, is a father's dream. You know, it's, it's a father's dream, and more than anything, he just he's such a he's such a great kid. But I, I would have to uh, credit my wife, uh, Courtney, on on half of the things that go on in this household because being a coach and being an assistant athletic director, you're I, I'll be honest, I'm I'm gone a lot. You know, I'm gone, and and even sometimes when I'm am here in the present. Uh, sometimes I, I can I can be somewhere else in, in terms of, you know, my mind and different things like that. Uh, so that's something that even for me over my years of coaching that I've, I've, I've been trying to do a much better job of, of doing um, and making sure that when I'm home that I really embrace my family because you can look up and and, and it can it can all just one just be gone because they, they're growing. They're growing and moving so fast and. And so I'm, I'm really, in, uh, I think this year out of all years, even though we've had a, such a longer season and anything like that, this year I, I felt like it, I've just been able to really enjoy my family when I get home and put work down um, and just enjoy them. A man of faith, family, and football, ladies and gentlemen, D'Angelo Bryant. Coach Bryant, just one thing left to do, man. We got to tell them where to be Friday night. All right, y'all know what to do. Be up on that hill, Petticoat Junction. 7.30 kickoff. I will probably get there much early. Um, come on, come on, come on. It's going to be a packed house. Uh, uh, Barnwell's coming to town. 
And uh, it doesn't get any better than Silver Bluff and Barnwell. So we expect to see see everybody there, especially everybody in that in, in that Bulldog Nation. Come on, show your support. The junction will be jumping, no question about that. So glad to have you on the show, D'Angelo, man. Wish you all the best, obviously. We're rooting for you. Take care, man. God bless you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Ken, man. Appreciate it. The revolution will not be televised. You see, a lot of times people see, 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 see battles and skirmishes on TV and they say, aha, the revolution is being televised. Nah, the results of the revolution are being televised. The first revolution is when you change your mind about how you look at things and see that there might be another way to look at it that you have not been shown. What you see later on is the results of that, but the revolution, that change that takes place will not be televised.